back to Star Wars Escape Pod and our 17th episode of Lightspeed. Bringing you Star Wars news and headlines in under 15 minutes. Alright, now we got so much to get into, let's just dive headfirst into it all. Be sure to check out our full-length episodes, very different format. Our most recent ones being the Legacy of Boba Fett under the helmet uh, review, along with our guest from the Boba Fett fan club, which was fantastic. And a big thank you again to them. Uh, also, check out our What Happened subseries on the show. Most recently, we did one on Ben Solo, which was awesome. So if you have any connection to that character at all, you're going to like it a lot. Uh, now, first up on our list is a, a little audio clip from uh, Josh Horowitz, who runs his own podcast, and he interviewed Matt Smith. You were so let's take be in a listen. Of Skywalker. Matt, did you ever shoot any yes. Star Wars scenes? No, I didn't. I didn't. There was, you know, there was, there was, we, we were close to me being in it, but then it just never, it never quite happened. I think, I think the, the thing they were thinking of me for, eventually the part became, you know, it, it became obsolete and they didn't need it. And so I never got to be in Star Wars. There we are. Wait, what? But, uh, here's conjecture. Was was this Palpatine's son? Was that who you were, you were playing? I could not possibly say. I could <laughs> not possibly say. But it was a pretty groovy thing. It was like it was a really groovy part and concept. It was oh, pretty really? big. It was a big thing. It, yeah, it was like a big story detail, like a, a you know transformative Star Wars story detail. But they ne it, it, it never quite got over the line. No. I can't deal with this. I'm going to have you nightmares have about know. this now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like a, you know, it was a big shift in the in the history of the franchise. It, yeah. I need you to stop talking. You're getting me angrier. Every successive word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, there we are. Did you ever get into, like, costume? Was there a costume test? Like, how far away no, did you get? No, there was no costume. There was no costume. There were a couple of meetings to talk about it. And, yeah, um, well, the, okay. The good yeah. part is you still have your Star Wars eligibility card, so and it's a long career. Well, maybe I can come back. You never know. I mean, if you know, God, to come back is not like. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is the worst. Yeah. This is the worst possible time for the phone to cut out. Just so, just so you know, <laughs> the worst possible time. Oh God, I hope. Sorry, it's because I'm in Spain and the internet's really shoddy. You know hotel in the middle of Carasa. Sorry, my friend. All right. So uh, just stealing a little bit of that clip of the interview that he had there, but a little bit of history. Originally, episode nine was supposed to be directed by Colin Trevorrow. That script never happened. It got tossed aside and Colin Trevorrow exited the project before J.J. Abrams came back to Star Wars to do The Rise of Skywalker. So before all that happened, uh, Matt Smith was rumored to be in the original episode nine movie. And uh, that was uh, kind of crazy because there was a lot of people speculating he might be playing a clone of the Emperor, but just a younger version. And uh, until this interview, there's really never been any confirmation of that, as far as I'm concerned, out of his mouth. So um, if you don't know who Matt Smith is, he played the 11th Doctor in Doctor Who, and uh, he's been in a variety of other things. And it would have been really cool to see him in, in Star Wars. But yeah, that never happened. But apparently his role was a very pivotal role and uh, or a pivotal role and a very important and crucial like story altering thing and so the only thing that I can imagine of what he is is in fact uh, probably a clone of Palpatine or something you know something that we just never got uh, but uh, 
Yeah, just a crazy little clip there. And if none of you have heard it before, if you haven't heard us bring it up on the show before, then, uh, you know, that was just uh, an interesting part of news there. In other news, uh, Thrawn Ascendancy, Book 3, Lesser Evil, completing the second Thrawn trilogy, which acts as a prequel trilogy to the other trilogy that exists. So now there's six Thrawn books in the canon, uh, is now out on shelves. It came out November 16th and uh, written by Timothy Zahn. We're going to have a live action Thrawn show up at some point in the uh, live action shows. So getting to know this character a lot better. Uh, highly recommend the Thrawn novels and uh, the, the Timothy Zahn is the guy responsible for even creating the character so it's kind of surreal for him to still be working with that character in the canon novels to give us more content on that character and now we're going to be seeing him pre presumptually uh, in uh, presu um, presuming that he does in fact show up uh, in season three of the Mandalorian so I guess uh, we have a lot to look forward to there. Now, a quick teaser from the Obi-Wan Kenobi show we're going to get next year. There's a hunger for this character to come back. The fans have been waiting long enough, you know? Something that's extremely exciting is the return of obviously Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is quite a dark time that we're coming into with him. Just being a Jedi, it's not safe. There's Jedi hunters out there. At least he has this one task left, which is to keep Luke safe. That's definitely a starting place for our story. The interesting thing is going to be where it goes from there. The most beautiful thing of all is that it's brought me back together with Hayden. We are bringing back Hayden Christensen to reprise the role of Darth Vader. We couldn't tell the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi without addressing Anakin or Vader. Have another swing at each other it might be quite uh, satisfying for everybody. We hope that you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. All right, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi releasing 2022 on Disney+. Plus. And uh, in that teaser, they released some concept artwork. Of course, we're having the return of Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. That's been known for quite a while. But uh, to see some of the concept artwork of perhaps a new fight sequence that's going to happen between the two characters is pretty cool. And uh, as much as I love the idea of Obi-Wan fighting Vader again, uh, working that into the continuity with Episode 4 just has me a little concerned. And uh, as much as a Star Wars fan as I am to want this again, to relive that Episode 3 moment, I don't know if it's fully justified to bring it back for another round two. And uh, I don't know, Like I, I, I guess, I mean, it's happening there's nothing we can do about it and it's going to be very 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 cool just whether people like it or not uh but i think it's gonna it's gonna be a very touchy area that if they don't play up correctly uh it's it could also be very disastrous so uh my uh, condolences and respects to everyone working on the kenobi series because it's it's going to be one of the most challenging characters to uh work uh that into a, a fan approved moment uh, so uh, but I am still very excited for it, very, very stoked, and uh, can't wait for, for that show, as well as, of course, Book of Boba Fett coming out next month. So uh, that covers our live action stuff. Uh, if you didn't know, the UCS LEGO series AT-AT has been revealed as the next in line for, an eight, uh, for a UCS series box. So if you're very much into the UCS LEGO, uh, this set was going to be available as of November 26th, uh, 2021 on lego.com and uh, in retail stores, I believe but definitely online if you're in line to get that 
or you know you want to buy it online kind of thing this set is 18 plus and contains 6785 pieces so it's pretty big and uh, it's going to be great so if you have a ucs collection then uh, you're you're in for a real treat with that one and uh, retails at uh, 799.99 so $800 quite a price tag on that bring home the bounty also uh, I mean I don't know if we've gotten into week five and six but uh, there's a lot of stuff on here including a Mandalorian pop finals and uh, what is this here we got uh, uh, of course some older products that uh, they've come they've come back uh, to reintroduce into the fold Disney Lux film press high Republic mission to disaster has now also been uh, released slash uh, kind of posted on their page to buy which is the next High Republic novel. Uh, I believe it's set for a slightly younger readers, the junior audience, uh, but uh, that's up there as well as the Bandai Tamagotchi R2-D2 and uh, Gameloft's Lego Star Wars game Castaways is also up there and um, a Razer Mandalorian Beskar limited edition wireless Xbox controller with charging stand. That's pretty cool as well. Be sure to check out uh, Bring Home the Bounty on uh, StarWars.com. Week six of Bring Home the Bounty also has a variety of Lego sets. The Mandalorian Black series Darksaber from the Force Effects Elite series. That's going to be super cool uh, to see when the reviews come out for that. As well as a variety of Diamond Select Gentle Giant figures, some Pandora Star Wars Limited Edition gift set jewelry, and other things uh, among else. Some some clothing, a variety of types, and uh, and it's it's definitely worth a look. So uh, be sure to check out Bring Home the Bounty every week. They release a new page with more merchandise, and it's perfect timing around Christmas time to be looking for Star Wars gifts for people. And uh, this is just kind of the place to see all the new stuff. So uh, it's kind of a it's it's a neat idea. If you guys didn't know this, uh, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie Rogue Squadron has been delayed. A slash possibly canceled? We don't really know. Uh, this is a Hollywood Reporter exclusive and uh, the Star Wars feature project due to be directed by the Wonder Woman film director Patty Jenkins has been uh, caught in the tractor beam and will take a little longer to make to the big screen. Jenkins and the writer Matthew Robinson have been developing Squadron for Lucasfilm for over a year. There was even a teaser trailer dropped on YouTube. You can still find it on YouTube. Uh, I believe it's through the IGN video channel. And uh, they had the goal of starting production in 2022 and uh, would have gone into pre-production by the end of this year, being 2021. However, sources say that the producers and the filmmaking team came to the realization that Jenkins' schedule and other commitments wouldn't allow the window needed to make the movie in 2022. So, Squadrons, Rogue Squadron has been uh, taken off the production schedule, and the hope is that once Jenkins fulfills her previous commitments, she will be able to return to the project. Uh, of course, this has happened before with other things, and we don't exactly exactly expect this to return if it does i will be very surprised but uh, i'm honestly um i don't know it's it's a it's a 50 50 thing because they did release like a whole teaser trailer online and everything like that and they were hyping people up about this movie about x-wing pilots and uh, i feel like they want this to happen still and she hasn't been fired or anything like it's just this weird kind of okay it doesn't work now but at the same time i'm wondering why didn't they see this coming if they've been collaborating over it for so long like it's a simple thing like a calendar and unless things get shifted that were previously commitment i i have no idea but 
whatever the case is, I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens with this movie. I find it very ironic that the two things that were about pilots being the Rangers of the New Republic show, as well as now this movie, Rogue Squadron, uh, I have both been either canceled or taken off the production schedule, and they both featured X-Wing pilots of some kind. So it's it's this very weird anomaly that either is just a coincidence or or... Who knows? I, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but um, Lucasfilm has a lot on their hands. We're getting so much stuff next year that I'm not too worried about it. We have, of course, Book of Boba Fett coming out, as well as Kenobi, Andor, Mandalorian Season 3 next year, as well as The Bad Batch Season 2. That's five shows uh, coming out between now and the end of next year. So we have a lot to look forward to. And uh, oh, and the Ahsoka show as well. That's that's almost six shows. So uh, I, you know, I'm, it's not a big deal. No big deal. Um, one one less movie. You know, it's a bit of a shame, but uh, I can live with it. There was some also uh, some recent casting information for the Ahsoka show. Uh, the Disney Plus series has casted Natasha Liu uh, as uh, Sabine Wren. So we're going to have a live action Sabine Wren show up in the Ahsoka show. This is very, very... Uh, almost uh, expected because the last we saw Ahsoka chronologically at least before she went off looking for Thrawn was she was with Sabine at the very end of Star Wars Rebels the very very end scene and uh, it was expected and you know Sure, they couldn't have her show up in The Mandalorian just yet, but it's almost expected that she was going to show up at some point, much like the character Thrawn himself. So live action Ezra Bridger, I'm pretty sure we're going to get him at some point as well. There's been rumor, rumors about his casting for quite a long time. Uh, I believe it's the same guy who played Aladdin from Disney's Aladdin, which is a kind of a funny coincidence. But uh, to have casting information like this about a live action Sabine Wren is awesome, and I'm really excited to see how uh, this plays up on the screen. Information about Battlefront 2 has recently surfaced from the creative director saying that Ahsoka Tano, Asajj Ventress, and maps for Mustafar would have been in the next update for Star Wars Battlefront 2 before its cancellation happened. So uh, I have played the game quite a bit, as well as many people. It's too bad that we never got this, but uh, thank you to uh, Dennis for releasing this information online. Uh, it was uh, It's great to know that. Dark Horse is returning to a galaxy far, far away and stealing back the all-ages license from IDW Comics, so we will no longer have IDW Comics. They're known currently for the Star Wars Adventures lineup, as well as the Star Wars High Republic Adventures lineup, and uh, Marvel is retaining the exclusive license for older readers going forward as well. So we're going to have a combination of Dark Horse and Marvel instead of IDW and Marvel going forward into the new year, which is crazy news. So can't wait for Dark Horse. They were the comic publisher before and now they're coming back. Whoa, we're just out of time. So check out our full-length episodes and we'll see you back here on Star Wars Escape Pod. May the Force be with you guys. See you in the next one.